Oh, hello. Welcome to Happily Wedded Weirdos. I'm Juby. I'm Frank. And today we have a very big topic because I decided to really get in on this one. Um, But before we begin, uh, I just want to mention our social media has grown a little bit. We have Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok now. Uh, Basically type in Happily Wedded Weirdos and we will pop up. It's this little ghost with the sheets. Um... Currently on our TikTok, we are trying to raise money for the It Gets Better project that began in 2010 as an anti-suicide campaign aimed towards LGBTQ LGBTQ plus youth. Um, And you can find out more about that at www.itgetsbetter.org. It's a great organization, especially because there are so many people who have unfortunately committed suicide, um, just being disowned. And it is uh, today is actually pride would be the pride parade or is the pride parade so yes wanted to mention that really quick um and also if you are friends with me on facebook i am raising a, uh, money for an old goats rescue or old goats home it's a rescue and rehabilitation for animals in need um primarily it seems like farm animals because basically like if for any reason they can't take care of the animal or the farm gets bought over goes into foreclosure the animals need to go somewhere so uh, this place gives them a home and sometimes they get forever homes and sometimes that is their forever home. So uh, go support that if you are friends with me on Facebook. If you're not, I'll probably share it on the Facebook page. Um, Might as well. Yeah, just to put it out there. And also our last, if you did not listen to any of our past episodes, our most recent one was the conclus- conclusion of the Salem Witch Trials, which was... Definitely interesting. It was the last few victims and kind of the close out of that. Um, as we get closer to the fall, there will still be more little um, witchy things that come up. And as always, go to Salem. It is definitely worth the trip. Anyway, getting to our topic today, uh, we will be covering mermaids. Um this topic kind of came to my head because there was all this controversy over the new little mermaid and she's black and there's no such thing as black mermaids, which the fact that that sentence came out of somebody's mouth is just shocking to me because now we know there are mermaids, but they just can't be black. So that was fun. Hmm. And apparently there's people outside having fun and it's annoying me. They need to keep it down. Um, So if anyone hears screaming and joy, that's outside. There's no joy in here. Absolutely none. Now, mermaids. Um, what are they? If you don't know what a mermaid is, you may be too young to even be listening to this podcast. But a mermaid is an aquatic creature with a human upper body, uh, usually that of a beautiful woman and a body of a fish. Uh, I have seen the reverse of this, and it is the most horrifying thing I think you could see. It would frighten me way more if a fish jumped up on land and had, like, human bottom parts. Or even a fish with a penis is what you're saying. I don't want to see the penis fish. I don't want to see fish boobies, like none of it. Um, but we will find through some of these stories that it's not always uh, like this is typically what a mermaid is, but there are so many cultural um, different types of mermaids. And it's not just fish. It's other sea creatures. It's snakes. It's, uh, it's a variety. But typically that's what we all know mermaids to be. Um and typically they're portrayed as either really hot women who save you and want to marry you, or they are fucking cunts. Um, 
Peter Pan, Pirates of the Caribbean, fucking little bitches. And then sometimes they're nice. They like want to drown you. They do want to drown you. They don't know that. They, they seduce you and drown you, pull you right into the water. Yeah, so all that bullshit they put in that pirate... I forgot which one it was. It was with fucking Penelope Cruz. Stranger Tides, I believe. Wait, was it Stranger Tides? It was, whatever one he with Blackbeard. The one with Blackbeard. The one with Blackbeard. Penelope um, Cruz. There's a romance between like the priest and the fucking mermaid, and I'm like, you that know, that was the worst, worst <laughs> love, um, couple that in the whole pirate series. It was so bad it almost brought the movie down. It did kind of like to this day watching it. I just fast forward fast forward uh, those scenes because I, I don't hate care. it. Um, but I, I always was annoyed too, because I'm like, all right, we, somebody please acknowledge that she was joined in on this group of people, of group of mermaids that were trying to kill like his crew. Like, I know he was also a prisoner, but like, she still was part of it. I didn't see her save anybody or help anybody. So I don't really know why we're supposed to be on her side. So whatever. I don't know. Maybe they got confused with like Splash, you know, when she's in the, uh, She's in the science lab and she's in the tank and she's suffering, you know, in, in Stranger Tide, she's in the chest and she's suffering. But Splash, the difference is, is she was this nice little innocent sea creature. And like you just said, the mermaids in Stranger Tides were trying to kill the pirates. Yeah. I, I, I will never understand it because Splash at least is like, all right, she jumps up on land She's walking around. She's not trying to hurt anybody. She's just having a good time. I don't get it. Whatever. So that's uh, some interpretations if you do want to go watch those movies. And of course, Little Mermaid. Watch any of the Little Mermaid's uh, cartoon or the real one. Um, That one, she's fine. (laughs) She's nice. Uh, Although, I will die on this fucking hill and I'm going to say this now. Ariel wanted to be a person before she fucking saw Eric, and I'm not going to deal with any arguing, and I'm not going to deal with any debate. She's saying part of your world before she even fucking knew he existed, because at the end of part of your world, she sees the fireworks, she goes up, and that's where she sees Eric for the first time, and that's the end of this argument. What I don't like about the live action is they took out Le Poisson, which I, I really love that song, they, because they want to do a serious telling of The Little Mermaid, and I just say, talking fish, talking crap, Serious guys, come on. Is come Under on. the Sea still in there though? It has to be. Okay, thank God. Well, so that was, you know what? Let's and then they made a that. stupid rap song with Skull. Like, I, I see, she's fine, the, the lady who they chose for um, Ariel, but I just, to me, I wouldn't go see it personally because I don't know. I feel like Disney kind of likes you to pay money to watch like the same or very 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 similar telling of the movie well and that's kind of the other reason i wanted to do this topic because i feel like people kind of just know that one type of mermaid so it's just ariel and it's just a little mermaid and that's it and whatever and there are so many other really interesting original legends i mean everything i'm reading i'm like i don't know how they're not bigger in horror because they would be we'd have some fantastic movies and i know he's going to try and bring up gums um, because let me tell you something <laughs> about Gums. Uh, go watch the Cinema Snob review of Gums. It is, um, oh God. it's an experience. There is a mermaid in it. She, yes, there is. And is she a good mermaid or a bad mermaid, Frank? Uh, she's a bad mermaid. I don't know about that. What does she do? Well, uh, she gives, um, fellatio, but 
then she kills you. So, I mean, it's kind of like a good bad type of thing. And then they go, uh, like, there was actually a story, like, in the 70s, you know, they, they, I mean, even nowadays with with pornos, they do stories, you know, for some reason. I I don't get it, but they had, um, yeah, they had the mermaid, and they had to go get the mermaid, and the mermaid is obviously the shark, kind of, and they hire... The Quint character, whose brother Theodore, um, brother Theodore was like a uh, a B movie actor who was always on. You should check out his videos Holocaust on Holocaust survivor. Yes, he was a Holocaust survivor. I was getting to that. He became a actor, like a B movie actor. Um, he's very wild. Um, he, he has that kind of comedy, like Andy Kaufman, where you don't really know if he's lying or telling the truth, which I think is very interesting. If you should watch his David Leatherman stuff, guys. Um, it's it's really really good. Look up Brother Theodore David Levin, but he is, ironically, as a Holocaust survivor, he plays a Nazi called Captain Carl Clitoris, pronounced Clitoris, not Clitoris, Clitoris. So there's a lot of of weird things going on in this uh, mermaid movie. But if you're into check that, it out, guys. Then it's the '70s. I mean, fuck it. Because oh, it's the '70s as they come. Yeah, it is. Uh, it it happened, and we all let it. So now I decided to do because um, I wanted to just explore different mermaid tales from around the world because every culture seems to have a mermaid figure, Um, even in religious like belief systems. um, I found some mermaid stories and things like that. So we're going to get into those. I basically pulled four different types of mermaids from seven continents. So it is a lot, but um, I didn't get e- I didn't even scratch the surface on uh, the amount of tales that there is were. Is this going to be a two-parter? No, there's going to be a one-parter. Uh, it, oh, it, you better get going. I know. It's, it's going to be a long uh, podcast, everybody. Strap in. So let's begin in our home of North America. We are going to start with the Sabu Wan Ilnu. This is uh, the tribe that... Um, this story is affiliated with or this mermaid's affiliated with are the uh, Mimacs, the indigenous people of Canada. They're specifically located in Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, Quebec, Newfoundland, and Maine. Today there's about 25,000 of them uh, remaining and they still live on their traditional lands. Uh, because none of these cultures are really my own, I, I am not as well versed in these as I am on some other things. So if you are from any of these cultures, tribes, countries, lands, and you know, the story jump, you know, comment, whatever, correct me. Uh, again, if you're just saying I'm an uneducated bitch and I Wikipedia at all this, it's really not a correction. Um, because it is, it is true. That's exactly what I did, but I did also use other sources. So you can go see those. Those will be on the Facebook page. But, uh, anyway, these, uh, halfway people or water people as they are also known, Um, They are water spirits with the power over storms, but they do not harm those who show respect. So some of the uh, Emqua mimic people know how to interpret the songs of the Sabawanilnu and are able to predict the weather. So this is going to start a huge pattern of mermaids that are not just sea dwellers, but also can control weather. Which kind of makes me think of Lilo and Stitch where she gives the fish like the little peanut butter sandwich. Mm-hmm. And she says, Pudge controls the weather. And I'm like, I think Pudge might be a fucking mermaid kid. You might want to look into that. 
Um, so that, yes, that's our first tribe. And a lot of these stories are obviously going to be coastal because I have my doubts that anybody living in the middle of Minnesota ever saw a mermaid. But what do I know? I could be completely off on that. <laughs> Imagine, though, in, in a fucking cornfield or some shit. In a cornfield. That would scare me more well, than it was in it'd the Well, it'd be a dead mermaid then because there's no water. Oh, nay, nay. They can walk on land, Frank. Some of these oh. bitches will just come right up on you. Um, oh. Now we're going to go to the lump penguin. Um, which is definitely not how you say it. Lampeguin. Lampeguin. Okay, it was kind of close. Um, this is located, um, or the tribe and the location is the Malasite Passamaquoddy. Uh, Passamaquoddy. That's the town from Peach Dragon. Oh, that yeah. Well, that was in Maine, right? Uh, I don't know. I gotta be honest. I thought that was a fictional Disneyland or something. Well, you're a racist. And yeah. uh, that watch the movie Peach Dragon, the original one, not the remake, guys. Original. Um. So the Malaset actually means to talk imperfectly in the language of our last tribe, the uh, uh, mimic. I know that's not how you say it. I couldn't find the pronunciation for that one. Uh, their neighboring tribe. And this tribe calls themselves the Wollastoquick, uh, which means people of the beautiful river. And the Passamaquoddy tribe share a language with the Algonquin, Ojibwe, and Senape. So their mermaid, the Lampanguin, uh, is unlike many mermaids as she can be human and sometimes they're just fish. It just depends. In some of the tales, they fall under the power of anyone who can steal the magical garment, which is usually a cloak or some type of cloth. And if you take it, um, you have you basically control them. And some tales describe their power to create food by turning a morsel into a feast, baking bread from snow, or using a magical pot to produce an infinite amount of food. So this is a fun one. I like this mermaid. She's, I think she's the only one that does, like, food stuff. I mean, food's always good. You need food to live. Yeah, and you can control her if you take, like, her underwear or something. So that's pretty cool. Ah, I see. Yeah. So our next one is the Nibinabe, which is uh, located with the Ojibwe, Algonquin, Padawatomi, and Menomini. Uh, the Ojibwe are the largest tribe in North America. They have 150 bands throughout the U.S. and Canada. They call themselves Ashinabe, which means original people. And today there are about 200,000 of them left. The Algonquin are estimated to be about 8,000. And they have organized into nine nations in Quebec and Ontario. And the Minomini tribe had an alliance with Dakota and Quebec to maintain some other land. So most of these tribes are still around today. And I'm sure the stories kind of flow with them. Um, I feel like a lot of cultures. Water is such a big part of their culture. So that kind of explains why there's so many of these stories. Yeah. Um, and this mermaid. Uh, they are water spirits. In the Ashinabe folklore. They are traditional looking mermaids. Um, but they are pretty frightened by loud noises. And I couldn't find a whole lot. With some of these, it was hard to find, like, the actual story. Like, some kind of just give descriptions. So uh, some of these will have more detail than other, just because I, I can only 
find what's out there. They're frightened by loud noises? Yes. That's interesting because, you know, if they're in the middle of the ocean, right, a lot of storms, you know, thunder, lightning, things like that. Man, it's got to suck to be them then. Well, I think more of like uh, a boat or like a gun or something. Or like oh, if you I bang. Because I feel like with natural noises, like personally for myself, I'm not really afraid of like thunder or lightning, but I do jump every now and then with a firework. And you would, it, it, I don't know, it just sometimes it's like, it depends on where you Yeah, because thunder is louder. And yeah, than any gun or firework or something like that. Interesting. I guess, I guess it's just the type of sounds. Also, you know, fish are like afraid of everything, so I feel like the fish people would also be pretty scared. Of <laughs> yeah, I just picture them like all swimming away really quick, like the fish when you put your foot in a pond. Um, now we go to the Nihuas. I said that like Hank Hill was. Um, they're located in Passamaquoddy. And this tribe lives primarily in the U.S. They are around 4,000 left. And to survive during the European invasion, they did join forces with their neighbors, the Abenakis, Penospscots, and Memics, to create the Wabanaki Confederacy. And despite this, they never gave up their sovereignty. So they did band together, but they also maintained their own nations, which is pretty cool. Nice. Um, Their nature spirits simply uh so the name basically means nature spirit and um kind of is used to describe the prior mermaid and most supernatural water creatures so this one kind of shared some um similarities to the lampanguin and was basically just a different translation into this other tribe because assuming you know some of the tribes may have intermarried or whatever it was they might have started to kind of group their stories together so that kind of takes care of our north american mermaids which were pretty much just canada and the u.s um there were some other ones but like i said there's just so much on this you really have to go deep dive for yourself <laughs> deep dive <for> mermaids. <laughs> not gums mermaid though um no. now we're going to south america we are going to start with the yara um this mermaid is the uh, location of this mermaid is the Tupi tribe of Brazil. The Tupi are sadly extinct, although there are some isolated communities that are uh, deep in the pockets of Brazil, but they did once live. uh, They were very widespread and they lived in three three fourths of Brazil's coast. They merged with the Guanari tribe who speak a similar yet linguistically different language. So some of their stories kind of mixed together and their mermaid is also known as the lady of the lake or the water queen. This one I saw come up a lot when I was doing research on the South American ones. Um, she is described as a green haired woman with copper colored skin and the body of a dolphin fish or manatee. She is said to sit on a rock combing her hair and singing to lure men in. Once they see her, they're hypnotized into going underwater to be with her, and she either takes them as lovers or she eats them. Um, if she takes them as lovers, does she, like, give them gills? Because that's going to be, like, you know, fucking a dead person. Well, no, because they're in... You know what? We're going to spoil a movie right now. Splash, at the end of it, Tom Hanks goes to live with her. And um, he doesn't... Splash has been out for so long, guys. It's not It's not a spoiler. Yeah, really, don't give me shit if I spoil a movie that's been out since the 80s for you, because... Come on. It, like, come on. Yeah. Because so, either you were... You're around our age, so you had to have... 
either seen it or heard of it, blah, 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 or you're too young to be watching this. And where are your parents? For real. It's, I don't have time, but Watching it's, it, sorry, listen to it, watch yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's 10 o'clock. Where are your children? Uh, also, I will never get over that splash was the inspiration for Splash Mountain. And all I can think of is why the fuck would I want to sit in a flume ride going through Tom Hanks's apartment in that movie? Oh, rest in peace. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, she either will fuck you or she'll eat you. Most women are like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble. Oh my God. Uh, and there's also, um, this mermaid is also in the Brown fairy book. If you've ever read that, I love those fairy books. There's a blue one. A green. There's like a whole bunch of color coded fairy books and they have kind of all the original fairy tales. So I highly recommend those. Um, and she's also a wonder woman villain, which is pretty cool. And those books look really great on your shelves, guys. They look awesome. You look, look so really smart nice. because they're like leather bound and shit. You're mm-hmm. going to look classy. Um, but also the manatee part of this is um, where I first heard about mermaids. So I was learning about manatees and uh, manatees also kind of were mistaken for mermaids a lot just because of the tail and I guess just the way that they look. Um and also, I think beluga whales, because beluga whales, if you just look at the bottom, it looks like they have knees. And that's pretty creepy and cute. I didn't think of that. Yeah, it's... Um, they're I mean, adorable can... to begin with. They are, and their heads are very squishy. Um, and yeah, with manatees, I'm not really sure, because a manatee, like, I don't know, it doesn't have any human elements in my opinion. But I guess if you just see a tail and you don't see anything else, that's what your mind would go to. Um so the next one is Sirena Chilata. This uh, mermaid is located in, uh, she's of the Chilote, which are the people of Chile, specifically the Chilo Archipelago in the south of Chile. And this tribe comes from seafaring nomads, the Chonos. And after the Spanish invasion, many of the people became and still remain Catholic. So that's kind of... Uh, a big thing we're going to see here, especially when we get to some of the African mermaids, because a lot of the uh, religious aspects of water do kind of go hand in hand with some of the mythical aspects of water, water, fountain of youth, baptism, cleansing, all of those things are all really interconnected, uh, as we're going to see with the mermaids as well. Now, for this mermaid, um, she can also be called the Sumpal. She's half fish, half woman, blonde hair, gold scales. She's said to be the youngest daughter of Mila Lobo, the sea king. Doesn't that sound familiar? Sure does. And human woman, Huanchula, and she cares for all the fish. She is also known to help her siblings carry the bodies of sailors to the Kalushi, or ghost ship. Um... I don't know what happens at the ghost ship. I assume it's a Davy Jones type of thing where like you do that. Uh, Yeah. And I think like Calypso actually may be one of the sea creatures, but she didn't come up in this research because she's not, I guess not a mermaid. Um, She's a crab person essentially in the movie. She's a crab people. Not like, yeah. Like self crab people. That'd be awesome. If there was a whole race of crab people though. Was it the awesome? They had really good fashion sense. That's true. Now we go to El Hombre Gaiman, the alligator man. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I thought you'd like this one. He lives in the Caribbean coast of Colombia. His name in some legends is Montenegro. He was a pervert 
who would watch women bathing in the Magdalena River. He was so fucking horny, he went to a swamp witch named Alta Guajara and asked to be turned into an alligator so he could get a better view. Because when I see an alligator, I just spread them and whip my tits out I'm like about there's to no tomorrow. say, if they see any form of an alligator, if they're smart, they can get the fuck out of there. Uh, you would think so. Apparently, he thinks this is a real cell. So she gives him two potions. One is red, and that turns him into the alligator. And then one is white, and that turns him back into a person. And because alligators don't have hands, he can't carry these, so he has a friend come with him. Friend gives him the red, he turns into an alligator. Friend gives him the white, he turns into a person. How friend doesn't get eaten by him, anyone's guess. But for whatever reason, one night, this friend can't be there. Sends Uh out a replacement. Hmm. Um, This person did not know, apparently, what they were getting into. Saw him turn into an alligator, freaked out, spilled the white potion, and some of it got on him. And he turned half a person in the top part. And basically, uh, guess what? Everyone was terrified of this. So now he's all half alligatory. He's a freak and, of nature. Yes, he is. Of his own doing. This is why, gentlemen, do not be a pervert. If you want to see a naked woman, you look at porn like everybody else and you do not peep on women. They don't want you yeah. peeping on them. That's no. why we have porn. You Google naked woman. You could even give voyeuristic porn. There's no it's excuse. Easy. There's no excuse, guys. Come on. Get it together. Watch gums. Um, but yeah, he ends up only having his mother to give him you know, food and take care of him. And then she dies. And because alligators basically just exist until something kills them, he's probably still swimming around out there looking like a scary freak. Like Kelly Croc or something. Yeah, that would be funny if he looked like that. Hopefully not the one from the Suicide Squad movie, though, because that guy just looked like he had a skin condition. Um, But he is still hunted by the uh, by some of the sailors and fishermen in that area. Now we go back to Brazil with the Ipu Pira, para. Uh, this is a half man, half walrus or manatee, described as having sewn on hair all over his body, including a little mustache. Uh, he eats the body parts of the sailors he kills, and his name translates to what is in the water. Um, apparently, something bad, because if I saw that, I would have a heart attack and die. But um, it's the eating body parts of sailors he kills for me. Because imagine your last, like, moments in life are a walrus man killing you. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be my first prediction of how I would go, but I I could. There'd be no way to see that one coming. No, you would never be able to see that coming. Um, This also makes me think, I wonder if this inspired, uh, I forgot who, I think it was Kevin Hart did, not Kevin Hart, oh my god. Kevin, Silent Bob, I forget his name. Um, He made a movie called Tusk with Justin Long, and I want to say... Was it Kevin Smith? Thank you, Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. I don't know why that's such a hard name. Um, Kevin Smith made a movie. I think it's Kevin Smith. So Justin Long basically is... I think he's a podcaster. I will not see this movie because I saw enough clips of it to know that it's going to bother me, and I will not be comfortable watching it. Uh, And Haley Joe Osmond's in it, and it's good to see him back. You know, round of applause. Love him. Uh, anyway, Justin Long gets turned into a human walrus thing. It's really creepy. It's really disturbing. I hate it. Go watch it. If you like body horror, it's for you. Um, 
I do sometimes, but I'm more into. Do they play "I Am the Walrus" in the movie? I would not be fucking surprised. I think also Johnny Depp is in it as like a really weird indiscreet. Johnny Depp's been coming up a lot in this podcast. He's in Pirates. He's in Tusk. You just can't get rid of the guy. No, he's, Um, he's there. He's always there. Now let's move right along to Europe, where most of the mermaid stories that we know pretty much come from because we all saw The Little Mermaid. Um, However, we're going to start with the Murrows, or the Murragak in Gaelic. So they're from Ireland. And they are said to have green skin and seaweed hair. Of course, they're fucking green. Um, They uh, basically... You can, uh, they can take human form by removing their colon druith or their cape. Now, much like the other uh, native mermaid we heard about, if the cape is stolen, they must find it or they cannot return to the sea. So basically, that cape is kind of like a power source for them. Um, so if it's stolen, they're kind of stuck and they are pretty much screwed. Um, and they are not really seen as good luck and they can actually be a sign of bad weather. So I don't know how you would know if you saw one, but if you're in Ireland and you see a mermaid, that's probably bad. I've not seen many mermaids with cloaks, though, so a lot of these whole things of them having clothes is odd to me. That is weird. I guess just don't lose your clothes. Don't forget to bring a towel. Um, The next one is the Selkies. They are located in Scotland, specifically the Orkney Islands, they are shapeshifters said to shed their seal skin at night and they can be seen dancing on the shore. They can marry human men and have children, but they will return to seal form if their human family finds the skin. What? Which, yeah. So basically they shed the skin, become people, uh-huh. for some reason walk around with the skin, uh-huh. put it away, decide that I'm going to live here, have kids, marry this dude, and hopefully nobody ever looks in my closet and finds the fact that I have a seal do they have to keep do they have to keep the skin that's not because if they're not if they don't have to keep it just fucking burn if they want to stay that makes sense that I would assume that like I would just get rid of the seal skin because like oh so now I don't have to go back to the water yoink but I mean that is bizarre that's one of the most bizarre things I've ever heard this is what I'm saying like we all think of like Little Mermaid how much better would this movie have been if Ariel just stripped off her fucking seal skin and she just goes out and has the kid and she's with Eric and then one day the kid's like, Mom, what's this? Oh my god, I'm a seal again! And then she goes back to the water. I'd watch that. Me too. Um, but it's also interesting because I don't... It, it's kind of like a... Don't buy seal skins coat, people. Because that could have been somebody who became a person who used to be a seal and now they can't be a seal again. Or they can. I don't know, a lot of clothing things for mermaids because typically they're just naked, but now they have magical clothes you can't take or find. Yeah, I always thought it was just like, you know, um, bras made out of seashells or shirtless mermen, but now you're telling me, like, clothes, interesting. Oh, there's a lot of clothes. And also the seashell bra never made sense because I feel like your boobs would have zero gravity underwater. Unless you like the decoration. The seashells, I mean... What if they were like alive, right? Yeah, I don't want uh, I don't want to share a house with whatever's in that seashell. Yeah. Um, next, we move on to the Melusine in France. 
Le Poisson. Uh, she is a female water spirit with either a fish or serpent body. She can have wings, two tails, or both. And once again, she is the daughter of a king. This time, he is a human king and her mom's a fairy. How she what? becomes a mermaid? I do not know how she became a mermaid, Frank. Do not even oh, begin man. to Oh, it's man. Like, it's like that SpongeBob episode where they take care of the baby scallop and they're being, you know, mommy and daddy in the little carriage. And they're looking at them like the fish, the other fish people and they're like <laughs> sponge plus starfish equals scallop what i just won't get over the fact that he made a whole ass dessert soup case which i think binging with babish made yeah i Please watch binging watch with babish binging with babish show. is so great i love that show he it shows so you cool. so basically sidetracking as we have throughout this whole thing because it's the only way i get frank to talk on this um she basically this guy makes food from tv shows movies and it's like fun food it's really cool go see him but uh anyway yeah don't know why this woman's a fish because her dad was a human and her mom was a fairy so somebody's lying about something but um she can also live on land but she will leave her husband if he sees her bathing as no one can see her in her mermaid form um so uh, really we don't want to peep on people and we shouldn't steal their clothes is what I've gathered from this whole thing. Not even your husband. No, not even your husband can see you bathing because you can't be seen in your true form. Oh, Although, she's like Tobias? <laughs> she's a never... Oh my god. Is she a never... <laughs> Somebody please make a movie where David Cross plays a mermaid, but is a never dude. We're his talking character, about Arrested Development. His character uh, from Arrested Development, but development. he's a mermaid. Yeah. Oh my god, be hilarious. And also, this is probably one of the uh, second most well-known mermaids in the world because she is the uh, mascot for Starbucks. So, if you... Nice. Yeah. And the original Starbucks um, cup had the two tails. You can see kind of the transition. But this, it basically is based off the French uh, mermaid. Um, now we move on to the naiads. They are located from Greece. I, of course, had to use Greece because mermaids are also well-known from the, uh, I think it's the Odyssey. The siren and mermaid connection, I didn't really dive into too much, um, but there is a connection there. Clearly, sirens and mermaids have similarities. I think sirens more are closer to birds, though, so I kind of kept it more towards aquatic animals. Um... But anyway, the naiad is a freshwater nymph. They are extremely dangerous, and they are responsible for a high less of the Argo being lost in their beauty. He, I think, jumped over the side of the Argo to be with them. Um, they are also notorious for their extreme jealousy. So basically, they were the inspiration for the mermaids in Peter Pan. Um, and any time you see a jealous mermaid, it kind of came from this Greek mythology. Um so yeah we're only trying to drown her are you eating something no Hmm. i wish there was but i am not well soon you can have your key lime pie um now we move on to africa beginning with um mami wata who is the most famous um story that i found she's from the west central and southern parts of africa Usually said to be female, but I have seen some stories of her being male. Um, she is, uh, the name is Pigeon for Mother Water, and she represents water, but also sex. She's similar to the Greek goddess Aphrodite, 
and bears the traditional appearance of a woman and the serpent. Sometimes she is fully human, depicted holding an expensive object and a snake. Um, There were a lot of different uh, versions of her story that you can read depending on the part of Africa she comes from and the tribe telling it. I definitely would do a deep dive on her. She's very, very interesting. And if you want more mermaid knowledge in general, there is a podcast called the Merwomanist Podcast. Uh, the woman who runs it, Jalondra Davis, goes by Mami Musseline, which was the last mermaid we just did. So she combined these two. Um, and she does a lot of background on mermaids in general, but she did do, uh, she had a really good article on Uh, black mermaids because hey look at that guys they exist now we move to the simbi they are located by the congo people of the atlantic coast of central africa and in the congo central religion they are spirits who inhabit rocks gullies streams and pools they can influence fertility in the community and if anybody is a 90s kid who grew up with Gullah Gullah island which was a very fun show that was fun that theme song will stay in my head till I die. Um, and that fucking Binya Binya should have been taken out back and shot. Because he was always fucking shit up. Um, oh, I liked him. I did too. But for fuck's sake, Binya Binya, get it together. Actually, do you know Rocket Power did, did something similar? Because you said Dolphin. There was a Rocket Power episode where the... Uh, wait, not Rocket Power. I'm sorry. It was the Wild Thornberries mm. where... Eliza's sister Debbie befriends this girl who is a dolphin. She's nice. human form, but she is a dolphin. Yeah, that's a big thing. A lot of it can be so, like, I feel like a very American thing is they come on land, get dry, walk around, they're fine. Europeans, they trade their soul for legs. Uh, a lot of these other stories, they're like, no, I just get out of water, walk around, and sometimes I go back and sometimes I don't. So. That makes sense. And also there's a lot of um, Amazon river mermaids, which I find really, really cool because the Amazon river is terrifying. So now you got the mermaids out there. You got the alligator man's running around loose. We don't know where he's at. You have piranhas, snakes. Just don't go in the Amazon. Just leave it alone. <laughs> Everything wants to kill you. Um, but the Gullah Ganshi Nation, um, which if you go to um, in South Carolina, I went to a really good uh, Gullah... Um, basically like a tour guide, which they do at some of the plantations down there. If you go for like, you know, if you're going, you can do two of the tours. I picked the Gullah one because obviously we want to learn more about them. And they did a really good presentation on their culture, community, history, um, and all of those things. So uh, the Simbi were actually mentioned because they pray to the spirit during uh, baptism, which goes back to, so during the slave trade, you know, as the slaves are being brought here, a lot of the uh, religions, religious practices that they had at home kind of were passed down. And then some of the next generation, because they're already here, were being forced to learn Christianity. So baptism is kind of, uh, I think it is pretty universal. Water is known as cleansing and it, you know, so it kind of connected that way. Um, voodoo is also going to come up a lot in this because voodoo, uh, Frank, you can speak on this more than I can. Voodoo and water have a big connection as well. We just, it seems, it seems like baptism, um, is very big in a lot of, uh, religions, a lot of cultures. It's interesting because, um, a lot of like just bringing up even like Christianity, right. Mm-hmm. Um, 
things that we do on a daily basis or should do on a daily basis, I'll say definitely should, but uh, bathing, eating, Christianity has, you know, baptism, also the Eucharist, eating, you know, I, I find that they're very interesting. Like not only is our, it is our way of life, it's something we do, you know, every day, but it's also a religious ceremony too. That's very interesting. Yeah, and I feel like every religion, the cleansing and the eating, there's all different things. So, like, Wiccans, we have feasts, or I'm not, pagans, I should say. We have feasts, um, you know, when I have the summer solstice, or we have Maybon, or we have the harvest, we always eat what's basically of season, because that's how it was back then. Um, and for St. John's Day, which just passed, you had uh, something called goody, which smelled very good. It's, uh, it's bread in uh, milk. And uh, you could put, like, uh, honey in it and make it sweet. Um, I read somewhere that the Irish also eat it. It's kind of like a yeah. bread pudding. It, it's pretty good. Like, you would eat that on the uh, eve of uh, the feast day of St. John the Baptist. And, you know, with what you kind of said, when the slaves were brought over, you know, the slave owners forced them into um, Christianity, into um Catholicism, so they used, you know, their, um, they, they combined their religion with uh, Catholicism, so using the whole um, head-washing ceremony, you know, very similar to, you know, the baptism of Jesus. Yes, it's, it's a lot of connections and a melting pot of religious spiritual practices. Um, and in this story also, there is, uh, there is one story of a girl who meets a mermaid, and the mermaid supports her by giving her gold coins. And this was based on the belief that when they were kidnapped and taken to America, um, some of the Africans uh, felt that the water spirits came with them to protect them. So that's going to show up in a few more of these stories. And in the voodoo religion, uh, this, uh, the Simbi is actually represented as serpents known as Loa, which can be uh, used as a go-between for the two worlds living in the dead. So you mentioned uh, Dumbala, because that looks like a serpent, I believe. D- so Dumbala is a land serpent. Land so serpent. I land, did not, yeah. Land, sea, and all that. So I did not get to Dumbala, but we will do, I don't know if I have it planned, but I definitely do want to explore voodoo in, a, in an episode, because there's so many misconceptions. I, I can't even get into it. There's too many misconceptions out there. Well, there's a lot of misconceptions about uh, Wicca, Pagan, you know. Oh, yeah. Anything Any... with witches. Anything that's not Christianity, it seems like it's evil in people's eyes. Yeah. Let's not even go into their Whereas, I mean, what about the Spanish Inquisition or things Which like nobody, that? And nobody expected that. Nobody expects nobody the expects Spanish it. Inquisition. So now we move on to the Yamoja, located in the Yoruba religion, Umbanda, Kandombeli, Santeria, and Haitian voodoo. The Yoruba people were a large community that is based from Nigeria, but it does also exist in, uh, they do also exist in Benin and Togo. They, uh, the story goes that she is the mother of Orisha, the spirit who teaches the Yoruba people how to be successful. Um, she's the patron saint of the Ugon River, synchronized with kind of, um, so again, this is where the Catholic influence comes in uh, to the uh, African religions. So patron saint is a very Catholic term. 
And she is also synchronized with Our Lady of Regalia, which is the Black Madonna and Virgin and uh, our Virgin Mary. Um, Black Madonna, definitely look into that. My uncle who passed had a lot of icons and one of them was um, the Virgin Mary holding Jesus and they were dark skinned, which is the first time I had seen that going to, you know, all these religious schools and stuff because uh, that was what they were believed to have looked like. And you can see more of this iconography on the Wikipedia page and uh, definitely some of the other sources I'm going to list on the Facebook page. It was really, really interesting. Um, that's a whole other deep dive is just Catholicism uh, mixed with other cultures and religions. Um, so this uh, mermaid is a motherly protector of children. She is said to cure infertility and her wealth is represented by a cowrie, uh, cowrie shells. Those are the shells that basically look like they're kind of rounded and they have teeth. Um, they are used as uh, offerings. I've no- in like Santeria, in Voodoo sometimes I've noticed cowrie shells. Yeah, they're very big. And um, when I read uh, as, an Amer- as a child of the 90s, I read American Girl growing up. Addie has the cowrie shells in that book, and I believe it was given to her by her mother for protection. So um, you kind of see uh, there's also a big thing in the African mermaid stories that water and fertility, which I did not see in a lot of the other stories. So that is a big part of that makes sense, though, culture. because if you're in the when you're in the womb, you're in water, right? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. So and people do the water births. And they stuff. have the water fertility. I think that's what it is. Yeah. And water is life. Yes, I mean, water is life. It's... You need water. We are made mostly of water. You can last longer with without food than you could without water. So water is very water is most of this earth. Yeah, water, so water is, is life. very important. Yeah, and um, when she is angry, she will cause flooding. So you don't want too much water. Um, next we move on to La Serine, a Haitian. It is um. So this mermaid is derived from Haitian voodoo voodoo mixed with other indigenous cultures. Um, So basically the slave trade didn't just come to America, but also was in areas like Puerto Rico, um, the Caribbean. So like some of my family are descendant of slaves and we have our own stories, but there is going to be a Taino legends uh, episode coming up later. So we'll get into that. Um, In this story, the uh, siren Serene is a beautiful woman with a fishtail And she holds a mirror, which is a portal between the human world and the magic world. She is the keeper of occult wisdom. She is part of the Loa and has a beautiful voice. She owns a gold trumpet, which, if discovered, will give you a life of wealth. Um, However, if she is angered, she will use her seduction to kill you. She can and does kidnap babies and raise them in her underwater lair. If you are a practitioner of voodoo and you have an altar or are thinking of making an altar to her... Um, her offerings are typically cigarettes, seashells, desserts, and perfumes. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I would say go with the seashells and the cigarettes because I don't think anybody wants dessert sitting on an altar. Well, you shouldn't keep it to the point where it, like when you have an ancestral altar, you shouldn't keep it to the point where it rots because that's a little, you know, you dispose of it. You can bury it, you know things like that if you want you don't just leave rotten food out 
for your ancestors. That's not very nice. Well, something I learned the hard way also was uh, leaving anything out that's uh, perishable. I had, like, I bought one of those little tiny pumpkins from Stop and Shop for my um, Samhain altar one Halloween. And I left it out there from, like, September to October. And when I picked it up, I feel like it was all leaky and stuck to the bottom of my bookshelf. So I had to scrape that off. It smelled bad. Yeah, if you want to put, if you want to make any type of altar, you know, to your ancestors or anything like that, you, and you want to use perishable food, just, you know, inspect it every day. Just feel it. Make sure it's not, it feels soft, you know, you got to dispose of it. Yeah, don't, don't go to, uh, there are a lot of things you can use to represent. For example, on his ancestor altar, Frank has candy that's wrapped up. Candy. I, I, so. I, I learned that uh, from someone online, and I liked it because she said, um, you want your relationship with your ancestors to be sweet, and I thought that was really nice. Yeah, that is, and that's a good offering. In tobacco is, it's usually water. Uh, tobacco is also a big one because you think about, like, your ancestors, my ancestors. Tobacco was very big. Yeah. You know, that I mean, even now, tobacco is still big, even though, you know, they're trying to, you know, go against the cigarette companies and stuff. You know, smoking's not great. Well, cigarettes Drinking are not too the, much is not great either. Cigarettes are not the purest form of tobacco. So no, no, no. If you wanted to smoke tobacco for religious reasons, then you look for, like, more herbal or alternatives. Um, definitely a good uh, way to go about that. So a now candle, we... of course, light. That's another important thing. And they can be battery operated because ours look really nice. Well, for uh, safety reasons, my, ours are battery operated. Because our cats will kill us. Do not want to burn. <laughs> yeah, no, we already tried that once and we never bought another uh, fire extinguisher. So we try not to do it again. Moving right along, we go to Asia and we begin with the Ningyo, which Ooh. means human fish. Uh, this is from Japan. And I read a few different versions of the story. I went with the one I found um, on a mermaid website. Uh, this, Frank? Yes? I need you to stop moving for five minutes. Sorry. Uh, is said to have the mouth of a monkey and, a small, and small teeth covered in gold scales. Uh, they are typically bad luck. They mean war or calamity. However, if you eat their flesh, you will have a long life. This is um, based on the story of Yao Bikuni, an 800-year-old priestess who ate a little bit of it, of a uh, ningyo. And also, if you've ever seen the movie Ponyo, that's a ningyo. Oh, it's a cute movie. Is that what that is? Yeah, it's a little thing. Um, Although, and then I read that some tales depict them as beautiful women with fishtails. So, it really depends on the... uh, the source. Next, we move to the Suavana Makua, located in the southeast of Asia, Cambodia, and Thailand. The name means Golden Mermaid, and she is the daughter of Ravana, who is the demon king of the island of Lanka. And Ooh. she comes from a story where uh, basically Hanuman, a Hindu god and companion to Rama, uh, he was building a bridge to Sri Lanka and she fucked with him and kept uh, fucking around with the bridge construction and eventually he caught her. They met, they fell in love and they had a son named Machanu who was also half fish. 
So at least in that story, we know where the half fish part came from, as opposed to the other story we heard, where we don't know how a fairy and a person made Make a fish. A fish. Um, now we have the Nagas from Malay, Thailand, China, and Tibet. This is a shape-shifting serpent creature. It can swim through the water. It is usually known to live in the underworld, and as with many cultures, can use water to travel in between worlds. The River Styx, uh, if you've ever seen Hercules, Hades has a pool of souls, um, things like that. So it kind of travels in that way. And sometimes they're depicted as cobras, which is terrifying. And if they do go on land, uh, they are sometimes seen as people covered in snakes. They also can be known as Nagini. If that name sounds familiar to you, it's because that was Voldemort's snake, which apparently, uh, I guess later on, they decided that was a lady who got turned, she could turn into and not into a snake, and now she's stuck as a snake. Um, I don't know why, because I didn't read past that. I don't think, I didn't really read past the fifth book of Harry Potter, so. A lot of that is lost on me. Um, now we move on to the Kalitu, which is located in the Middle East and Arabia, which is technically, I think, on the it, it is on the continent of Asia, so um, that's kind of why I was like, I'm just going to include that because I didn't have anything from the Middle East. And the name comes from the word Kalu, Kului, or Fishman. Um, typical mermaid stuff, head of a human, fishtail. His story goes back as far as Mesopotamian times, uh, specifically in the Babylonian period. There isn't as much information on him. It just seems like we kind of guessed, or however he was found um, through drawings and things. Not sure if he's good or bad, but he is often associated with prosperity on the household, so that's good. Um, and that is, uh, that's our Asia mermaids. And we are ending with Australia slash Oceania. We begin with the Tanawa. Located in New Zealand with the Maori tribe, the Maori are the indigenous people of New Zealand whose name means normal, natural, or ordinary. Water is a very big part of their culture, and they still exist to this day. Um, the tattoos, people are really uh, understand that. People know them from the tattoos. And uh, if you've seen the movie Moana, obviously you know that water plays a big part in their stories. Um, that was Maori tribe uh, movie. I didn't see it, but I know because other people saw it. Um, it just looked really boring, and it had one good song. Anyway, you actually, didn't see Moana? I didn't see it. It looks so boring. Oh, I'm sorry. I like good. I liked the um, I liked your welcome, and I like her song. I like the animation, but it just looked really boring. I just think, like, it's so funny because her, her song is so, like, triumphant. Then she gets fucking wiped out by the water. It's like, what the fuck? You had this big triumphant song only for her to get wiped out by the fucking waves. What the hell? Yeah, and then I know he steals the boat. And it's also he, his character also kind of would fit into this because he turns into a shark person, right? Yes. Yeah, so there's that. Um... Now, these beings live in deep pools, rivers, and caves. They can also live out in the sea. If they live in the sea, they can appear as whales or sharks. So kind of where, um, what was his name? Maui? I believe so. The rock voiced him. Um, 
In smaller waters, they take the shape of geckos or tarantulas. I've never seen a tarantula in water, so I did not know that was something I had to be afraid of, but now <laughs> I do. Um, I wasn't before, but now that's... Don't leave your house. Yeah, just stay home. Everything stay home. wants... And Under honestly, when it comes to Australia, everything wants to kill you. The people, the kangaroos, the koalas, the weather, all of it. Um, they, the... Um, so the, the um, taniwa can be male or female. They're usually kind towards people. So as long as they're shown proper respect, um, which basically respect nature. So they live in fucking caves in the middle of the ocean and shit like that. Don't go there. It's really simple. That's how you respect them. You see those caves? You see how there's little tight spots? Leave mind them your alone. business. Mind your business. So many things avoided if you mind your business. Next up, we have the Mole G Wank. Um, they are from the Ngranninjuri people of Australia. Um, they are native to New South Wales, South Australia, and Victoria. This creature inhabits the Murray River and was used as a deterrent for the children of the tribe who would play near the river at night. They are evil, and one story describes them as attacking a steamboat. When the captain saw a webbed hand come over the side of the boat, he ignored the words of the elders from the Aboriginal tribe and took a gun shooting at the creature. He then broke out in blisters and took six months to die. Mm. Don't fucking shoot at these things, people. Just, I don't know, do what Smee did where he's like kicking out at the alligator and Peter Pan. He's like, go away. The crocodile. The crest. Thank you. The crocodile. Um, they will also wreck your fishing nets and they like to hide in large clumps of seaweed. So if you see one, don't touch the seaweed clump because it could be something that's going to make you take six months to die. Um, we then have the Andrano who are native to the Makira Island in the Solomon Islands. This evil spirit translates into corpse, ghost, or soul. It is a dangerous creature that lives in the Pacific Ocean. It is a man with, it is man-like in shape with gills, fins, and a swordfish spear growing out of his head. They travel along water spouts and rainbows, killing fishermen by throwing poisonous fish at them. Probably also the inspiration for Gill Man and the Creature from the Black Lagoon. Great movie. Great movie. Uh, he does not have a spear on his head, though. No because- spear. That sounds ridiculous. In real life, it would be scary, but it sounds ridiculous. And we finally end with the Yak Yak of the Quinjiku people of Australia, located in western Arnhem. This creature is similar to a mermaid, but with seaweed for hair. It is a shapeshifter that can shape into many different forms, such as a crocodile, a dragonfly, a snake, or a swordfish. She can also manipulate the weather to bring rain and will send storms to those who anger her. Her abilities are believed to connect to the serpent, or the rainbow serpent, or the creator god, Nagloid. And that is our mermaids from around the world. It's a lot of them. It was a lot. It, it definitely was a lot of research. And, um, but I did feel like I learned new information because I feel like, like I said, we only get one stock mermaid character and that's kind of just what we're given. And there's so many more out there. 
Yeah, which is kind of why when you do see, like, okay, we're going to remake The Little Mermaid and you have the representation, which is awesome, you wish that they would take some of these stories also and bring that out. Because representation, to me, is not just, well, we took this character and made them this. You know, it's, it would be great to have a Puerto Rican, whatever, Snow White, Cinderella, whoever the next fucking one is. But I also would rather see my culture and my people's stories put on the big screen so that it becomes as mainstream as these stories um and some of these like i said are really interesting stories like it's kind of shocking that no one's tried to make movies out of them um that is true they are very interesting yeah like you learn there there's so much connected to spirituality and religion and it's like instead of giving me some hand-me-down why don't you create a whole new character i mean how many remakes are you gonna do how many prequels how many sequels how many squeakles i mean why not do something that hasn't been done before yeah and kind of like go into a culture that people may not know that much about I, which is one of the things i did like about moana was that i had never heard of the morari tribe i didn't know about um as much of that culture and then when moana came out people were um talking about it and i learned a lot about it from just interviews and things like that so i definitely advocate for not just we took this character and made them more diverse by casting this person but also we took this story from this culture we took people from this culture and we created a franchise out of that which i think would be pretty cool um but with that being said, uh, this is the Happily Wedded Weirdos. You can find us on all the things. Uh, we have everything now. And we will be posting. I have a posting schedule now, so I can actually do that regularly because I will fall off track with it. And hopefully we get enough subscribers. Like, subscribe, and share this to your friends. Any episode. Listen to everything we mentioned today. The Mermaid Podcast. Watch the movies. Um, all of that. And the more you share, the more we get popular. And maybe one day I won't have to write in a notebook and I can type this up somewhere. Maybe we'll even have a printer. Maybe we'll have better sound. Who knows? Anything's possible with money. But that being said, I am Juby. I'm Frank. And this is Happily Wedded Weirdos. Good night. Good night.